On this episode, we'll be discussing all the things that inspire us to put pen to paper and create the books that readers can't put down. Welcome to the Monster Ivy League. everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Wells, and I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm Christiana Sverlia. And I'm Sarah Jo Cassidy-Cluff. Did you know that one of my books was inspired by a 100-year-old photo of a soiled dove? And it's still clean in a faith-based book. Why? How? That's all coming up, so stay tuned. But first, I have a little question for you girls. So if you were forced to write fanfic, of a classic, what would it be and why? So I was thinking that I would do, and I'm going to laugh if one of you says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Women was my thought uh, by Lucy May Alcott. And not because it's a book that I love, but just because I think there's so much potential there to tell it from a different angle. You've got all the March sisters and Joe is your main protagonist there. And I think it'd be really cool to turn it and tell it from the viewpoint of someone else. Um, maybe even like Beth or turning it around and telling it from the perspective of Marmy or even Laurie, you know, and seeing what else could be done with that storyline. So I think I would pick Little Women to write some fanfic of. Mm. How about you guys? Well, it depends on what you mean by classic. I will admit that I am not a classic reader. I do not read many classics. Um, so this this question stumped me a little bit. But one of my absolute favorite books growing up that I still consider to be a classic was Julie of the Wolves. Um, I read that in middle school or early elementary school, actually. And I just loved it. And it's kind of cheating to say what would happen if I wrote fan fiction for this, because I wrote fan fiction for this. So (laughs) when I was, oh, probably nine and 10, I was a big fan fiction writer. That's where I got my, my start with writing. And I did, I wrote from the perspective of the wolves, um, in Julie of the Wolves. And I love that because I'm a big dog canine person. And it was really interesting for me to, uh, write from the canine perspective And I think a lot of that came into play later for my own books when I started writing about giant wolves. So that would be the classic that I would choose. How about you, Sarah Jo? That is awesome. And I think it's funny that we're all kind of like classics. What? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a big classics reader, but. I think it's the the language. Like it's just different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I I know I read a lot of them in high school because I was forced to, but I don't remember any of them. But I am a Jane Austen movie fan. Oh, yeah. Not the novels. I can't get through them. But um, so if Joe Cassidy were to write one, I would do um, Northanger Abbey because it's got that creepy haunted house type vibe. And so I would just crank that up, like crank up the creep factor. And then if I was writing for Sarah Jo Clough, one of the only books that I read in junior high that I actually liked was The Outsiders, oh, which yeah. I love the movie too. Like it's one of my favorite movies, but I would do a rom-com of The Outsiders <laughs> and make oh. make Cherry uh, uh, age appropriate for Pony Boy. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Awesome. See, I did okay. not. So do, was it required reading for you in middle school? 
Yeah, The Outsiders was, and we watched the really? movie too. And I loved the movie. It's got we, it's got everyone in it before they were famous. I know. <laughs> I, like I, it was not required reading for me, and maybe that's just my age oh. showing. But both of my um, now teenagers were required to read it in seventh grade. Okay, and um, and they loved it. And my daughter and one of her best friends just went like bonkers over it to the point that her friend created an Instagram account specifically for <laughs> The Outsiders. That wow. is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it gets me because I I don't think I've ever even read it. I've seen the movie, but yeah, that there's a bunch uh the youth in our area at our church, the youth group, all of them had read The Outsiders and I told them that I love the movie and they're like, "What?" So I had them over for our movie night and it was fun just to watch them watch the movie oh, and they absolutely loved it. They didn't know any of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, that, that definitely dates us, doesn't it? I know. It makes me feel old. It's got the Karate so. Kid and Patrick Swayze and Tom Cruise yeah. and Rob Lowe. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Just to name well, a couple. So segue, we all get inspiration for our books from different places. And as I said before, I got the inspiration for my book, Bell of the Night, from a photograph from 1912 in New Orleans of a soiled dove, Lady of the Evening, inspired me to write my book. And um, my other book, uh, Living Water, was inspired by the woman at the well from the New Testament. So we all draw inspiration from a variety of different places. And um, there's a book that I'm working on right now that's inspired by a Michael Jackson song. So <laughs> what about you guys? What do you do for inspiration? Where do you get inspiration from? That is a good question, especially because I'm kind of at a writer's block right now with my third book. So when I knew that this was going to be our topic of discussion, I'm like, all right, I got to listen really closely to what I, you guys have to listen, say. <laughs> me too. I haven't written anything in like three months because I oh. stare at my computer and I'm like, I have no idea. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm just stuck. But, but I think there's so much else going on right now. Yes. That that's just kind of yes. where I'm at. But but yeah, so, so share your inspiration because maybe you'll help me too. <laughs> Right, right. So when I was writing book one, and when I was writing book two of the Stormwatch Diaries, I was just so passionate and on fire for like, going at it and just reading a bunch of books and figuring out what I didn't like about them and putting what I didn't or what I would want to happen in those books and putting them into my book. So I just took a lot of inspiration from kind of Anytime I was disappointed in a book or just not happy with the direction it took, even if it was not a bad direction, um, I would kind of make notes on that and then be like, all right, how can I do this? So, you know, I would take lots of chosen one tropes and be like, how can I turn this on, um, on their head and things like that. So that's kind of where I get my inspiration from. But that doesn't last forever. Once you kind of get into a, a groove with your characters, you're like, okay, that was good for when I started. Now I really need to deepen this story and make it my own and make it, you know, more right. original even. So I'm kind of learning in a whole new way to how to get inspiration. And one of the things that I found, which sounds so mundane, but it's just routine. Like I have this thing now where I used to write later in the day and I was just, my mind was everywhere. I wasn't getting anything done. So now I'm doing, I get up in the morning, I do my devotions and then I sit down and I do my writing for two hours straight. Like I just don't take a break, do the two hours. And you'd be amazed at how much I'm able to actually get done and where the inspiration comes from just from that routine so I would also say routine plays a big role in it right I think starting out too with your devotions that's a good way <laughs> well, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. inspiration right there how uh, about you Joe? 
Okay, so my first series was from a dream I had, and it was a very vague thing that happened, and it just took off. Honestly, it's I get most of my uh, inspiration for stuff around me. And I watch a lot of TV and I watch mm-hmm. a lot of movies because I'm a visual person, like a visual learner. I'm like better at that than reading. So I love Bates Motel and that the city that it takes place in is White Pine Bay. And so I wanted to create my own White Pine Bay. And so that's how I created Willow Marsh was kind of created cool. a town with that. And then I just started creating the characters and adding everything to it and going from there. Wow. And then... This was just for the title, but so Good Girls Stay Quiet was originally titled Shattered, and it just wasn't clicking for me, Mary, or Cami. And we were trying to find out, they started throwing out all these things, and there was a lot of good girls, this, good girls, that, mm-hmm. and nothing was working. And then we went to, me and my husband went and saw The Quiet Place. Mm. And, no, sorry. We saw, we went to a movie, we saw the preview for A Quiet Place. Cause they had the hashtag up, stay quiet. And so I was like, oh, and I leaned over and I was like, good girl, stay quiet. And my husband's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's quiet. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, and the shooting in Vegas was what inspired Harper. And so a lot of the time it's just stuff that's happening around us or around me. And I, I turn it into a, what if, like, what if I was in this situation or what if this happened that's usually where mine comes from that's interesting that we all draw from such different places Uh because a lot of my like say the photograph and then like two I said one book that I'm working but I actually have a second one that I'm working on they're both from songs um, and they're pop culture songs uh and one is from the 80s and one is from the 90s and that's kind of where like I've been working on just based on the lyrics of the song writing a story around that right I'll say Olivia Rodrigo's CD I absolutely love uh, Sour, the album, but I've been listening to it a lot lately and it's been helping me with my YA rom-com I'm working on. Awesome. Every single time I listen to the song, because it captures teenage angst so well, <laughs> mm. like she nails it with the teenage angst. And so just that whole album is making me be like, I need to write. I want to write. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with my um, characters. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll make a playlist for the characters and their relationship and like what it reminds me of and cool. stuff and that that really helps too. But um, one of the things is when I do get inspiration for like, I write a lot of um, flash fiction and short stories. So that's always fun to get prompts. I don't work well with prompts for like big stories, but when we're talking about right. like flash fiction and short, you know, a thousand word stories, prompts are fantastic. And I actually had to do one um, based off of a song. So I wrote one um, that was based off of Zombie by the Cranberries. And it was so much fun to write. Like, I love it. I've got to read that. I was the biggest Cranberries fan um, (laughs) in in high school. You know, I was in high school in the mid 90s. So that was my very favorite. Uh, There. I love that song. And the cranberries. Yes. Uh, I could I could start singing that right now. I want <laughs> you know, right? It's in your head. Do it. Do it. <laughs> no, I was so excited when um totally off topic, but um I'm a huge Pentatonix fan. Mm. Um, if you don't know them, you've got to look them up. But they have they cover dreams by the cranberries, and it's like my very favorite jam right now. So that's awesome. I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. Yeah. Yes. They're they're a cappella group and they're amazing. That's yeah, awesome. I've heard their Christmas songs. But, yeah, I, I, I watched I, them I on whatever show the they Christmas were on. Song. Yeah, they were on um, <laughs> the 
not the was it the voice no no it was um it was an acapella group that nick lachey hosted yeah yeah sarah borellis was one of the yeah yeah but anyway they're anyway I listen to them all the time. I listen to them a lot when I write just because I can, like, I know it's so also. Well, that's a good question for you guys. Do you listen to music while you write, while you think? When do you listen to music in the writing process? All of the time. (laughs) I find, honestly, that, like, I've been editing for someone and I listen to Weezer when I'm, when I'm editing her book. And it's a, it's a, like, sweet, sappy Christian book. And I was listening to Weezer the whole time. (laughs) it's weird but it just I guess just because it's loud and in my ears and I can tune everything else out yeah 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 that tends to be where I go to listen to that's funny because yeah yeah, I cannot I can't have music playing it distracts me It, it it inspires me like I'll hear it and then it'll get my mind going but if I leave music on like I love music so much that I'll find myself just singing along to the songs and not actually focusing on my writing. I feel so, like you can't do both. I know. Shut that down. Throw it away. Because yeah. <laughs> I can be totally jamming out to Weezer or whatever, you know, Pentatonics or whatever it is and, and still be writing. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't. That's like no. a superpower. <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> no. That surprises me because in... Um, um, Daphne's questionable bet you mentioned so many songs are running yeah. through their heads I just imagine that you were like listening to them while you were writing <laughs> oh, no I they play in my head oh, okay. but they don't I don't it's not out like I don't actually turn the song on and listen to the song because hmm. I don't get up and start dancing and yeah <laughs> nothing nothing will get done <laughs> I'm still waiting for the technology to get really good where we can say like or we can speak it to the computer like voice to text kind of a thing and have it be there with like complete punctuation and everything like proper syntax and whatnot because in my head I'm like having dialogue in my head back and forth back and forth back and forth between people and and I just need it to get to the paper in that same way that it plays in my head oh you guys are so lucky I'm like I agonize over every sentence. Sometimes it feels, sometimes my characters, though they've been really mean lately, they just have a great dialogue and it just happens. And then other times it's like, I have to think through every sentence. I think I'm an overthinker in all honesty. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of affects my inspiration sometimes because it's like, I do, I overthink every sentence instead of just kind of letting go and just writing and having fun with it. I think that's the one critical thing to remember is to have fun with it. Right. And yeah. And I think too, once you become published, your mindset kind of changes. And the fact that you're just like, I need to write this book for him to make people happy. And right. I need to, I need to put this in there and this in there because that's what they want. But you need to step back and be like, no, I just need to write this book naturally as it comes, have fun with it because then they'll enjoy it. If it's forced, they'll fill it. Do you find that like now that you've got books out that you have that you've got to come up with something else? Yeah. And I think that's where we're talking about the writer's block. I think that's mm-hmm. where mine's coming from is that I feel like performance anxiety, you know, Absolutely. that I've already had all these books come out and do well. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, I've got to do it again. I've got to be able to top, you know, like each one's got to come up a level right. from the last one. And so I kind of have this like ah, moment of like, you know, <laughs> can I do now, that? Do either of you write series? Or are planning to write series or 
Oh, yeah. you do. You have Harper, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to think. I was like mentally going through all your, all your <laughs> in my head and that just skipped my mind. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but do you find that you have to make sure you're not following it, following into a pattern with your books? Like, you know, you have to make sure that each one is slightly different and doesn't, you know, keeps with the tone of the story while also kind of going off into new directions. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah, I also... <laughs> This is a kind of weird thing to say. I have a really bad memory, <laughs> so I don't remember things very well. And so I can write a book and then the year later, like forget what I even put in there. And I'm a character driven author. And so mm-hmm. usually I just have the character so established, especially with Harper. She's just been so established in my head. Like I know her so well, right. I, c- I can just write her story without, and I, I probably would put stuff from the previous book and not even know that I did it before, (laughs) but yeah, I I don't know. I think that's the one good thing about, I mean, the one good thing. Oh my gosh. I'm in a (laughs) funk with my series right now. So just bear with me. But one of the many good things about writing a series is that if you stick with your main character, you get really good with them. The problem, and it's not a problem. It's actually something very fun and interesting for book three that I'm working on right now is that two thirds of the book is done in my main character, Rose's perspective. And then a third of the book is done in one of my side characters perspectives. This is a one-time deal for this series, but I set it up in such a way that, um, my side character, Stephanie, and she's totally different. And it's like, it's like, how do I get inside your head? What's your thought? You're not like Rose. Rose is zany and whimsical. And Stephanie is just this, really sarcastic but soft at the same time just crazy girl so I think it's it's branching out when you're doing new books I think Allison do you find that to be the case with um switching because obviously all your books are separate books um so what's it like for you to have to kind of reestablish a new character and voice with each of your books um, I, you know, you're talking about following a character and I'm like, I, I'm working on a trilogy right now, but it follows, oh, awesome. it's generational. So oh, it doesn't follow great. a single that's, character, That's great. you know, it, it follows, you know, it follows a, a, you know, a mother, a daughter, and then it's going to follow a granddaughter in the end. So oh, yeah, like totally that. different. And I can't even imagine trying to stick with one character through several <laughs> books because like their story is told they're done. You know, I, I don't know how I would move on from you know this this happening to this happening to this happening in the same person like that just seems weird to me that's funny interesting my very first series that I wrote was a dystopian series that I self-published but I like lately I've been wanting to go back to it and I told my husband I'm like I want to like do another series with the kids of the people like in my first series they're all grown yeah. up now and have their own kids right and I'm like right. I want to dive back into that world because I love mm-hmm. the world and I want to bring the characters back and I mean technically my first two books that were published with someone else are um it's one and then a sequel but it follows the same family it's not the same mm-hmm. people they do show up in the second book but they're not the main characters so I like that yeah. though I like series that are like that um Shannon Hale has a fantasy series, um, the books of Bayern. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but it has the goose girl and Anna burning. 
and River Secrets and Forestborn. And each one has a different main character. Mm. But the side characters are in all of it. Like, you know, it just it's just someone else's point of view. And I, I like it because right. you're still in the world. You still have those characters you love, but you now you're seeing it through fresh eyes. You're seeing it through someone right. else's perspective. Well, what I, yeah. What I love about that too, especially when you have series like that, is if you've fallen in love with like the main characters of the first one and then you get to see them from another character's perspective. There's something yes, right. so refreshing and just exciting about that i love when that happens in the series well that's that's really popular in a lot of christian fiction especially in the romantic christian fiction is that you've got a series you know three or four books where you've got you're you're following you know joe and beth and joe and beth fall in love and get married then the next book you've got joe's brother and then (laughs) you know joe's brother falls in love and gets married but then you're seeing that oh joe and beth are having their first Mm -hmm. baby or whatever you know and so you kind of get these glimpses and I guess that's kind of where I got my writing style from to do that because I wouldn't think to follow the same characters because that's not what I read previously, you know? I think that's so. a good way to keep it fresh too and to keep it raw is to switch it like that and to see it from mm. someone else's eyes. I love doing that. I'm doing that with one of my books right now. So Ooh. that's awesome. So all sorts yeah. of ways to get inspiration. Sometimes it's just, you know, mixing things up. I yep. think that that definitely helps too. Right. I will write down things too. I always keep a book with me. And if something happens around me, especially me, I have a lot of teenage, teenage nieces and nephews. And so sometimes they'll tell me a story of something that happened at school. And I'm like, what? Wait, I got right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Cause you know what I do? Crazy I text thing happened to myself. Yeah. I text so it to myself. I do that too. I do, I do that, that too. Like, I've got to remember this. So I text mm-hmm. it to myself so that I'll know. And then all the important things are there in a text message to myself. Yep. My yeah. favorite is I'll look at like what time I text these things and it'll be like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I know when my inspiration comes. Yep. Yep. I wanted to share a quote before we wrapped up from G. Brian Benson which is inspiration opens the door to our souls. Allow yourself to be inspired and watch your world open up. I love that. That's great. So I thought that was fun. And, and say writing, finding writer's block, definitely needing the inspiration to open up in my life right now. So I think that's it for this episode. Make sure you check us out on social media, guys. And thanks for joining us. Until Bye. next time, we'll see you guys Bye. later. Bye.